0: On which we stand is the dark. As we keep spinning Here and now Dancing behind the wall When the old songs And laughter with I'm forgiven
1: so popular, and today is the conclusion of my Volker Moore trilogy. I'm joined by a dear friend, and after voyaging through the diary of Anne Frank, Suspiria, Cabaret, and my friend Hitler, we are now going to look evil, straight in the eye, and I'm doing this with the only person I could ever imagine doing it any
2: justice. Who are you? Uh, I'm... Jack Mason, host of the Perfume Nationalist. Why did you give me Mein Kampf, huh? Are you trying to say something? <laughs> why didn't I get Anne Frank?
1: Perfume Nazi?
2: The Perfume <laughs> Nazi? Yeah. yeah, we're doing old school, uh, season one Perfume Nationalist style.
1: Well, I've this is actually... June shirt on. This is exactly why, because I have such vivid memories of listening to the season one Ty-E episodes, which are so dark and black and horrifying and long (laughs) and exhausting and unlike any other podcast created on Earth. And so that's why I feel like uh, I couldn't have let anyone else look at this piece of art than you. And
2: I had the exact uh, feeling of airless oppression that I did recording those episodes while reading this cursed book. Um, I'm spraying on some death perfume... It's just called death and it's black, so mm. How, how's it smell? It smells cold and uh like uh cold sage, um a very for a very cold and unfeeling person. Death is cold
1: and unfeeling and enormous and black. <laughs> um I've been asking all of my guests for the duration of this trilogy, what is your relationship with the Holocaust, Jack?
2: Well, in ninth grade, I starred as Mr. Dussel in the Diary of Anne Frank. Um, My let's see, when I first found out about the Holocaust in like third or fourth grade, it was through this weird Dr. Seuss special called In Search of Dr. Seuss with Kathy Najimy where it had like different celebrities dressed up as Dr. Seuss people and I think he did like anti-Nazi kind of like cartoons and there was a weird sinister segment on those that really haunted me. And then I found out about uh, the Holocaust proper via um, pretty relentless Holocaust units in class in like fourth or fifth grade. Um, Like most children, I like went home kind of like shattered and disturbed and uh, not feeling the same after finding out about gas chambers and concentration camps. I remember uh, my teacher reading some YA novel about like a boy whose family goes to a concentration camp and him receiving a box of their ashes at the end. And it felt like that Holocaust unit comprised like half a year. I'm sure it was like a month or something, but it stuck out in my mind so vividly. I also remember watching Shinlu's List for the first time around then, which was one of uh, the first really long movies uh, and movies with like nudity and extreme violence and stuff that I saw. And I've um, I bet Shinlu's List is really good now. I haven't seen it in forever, but mm. I've been uh, thinking of rewatching it.
1: Yeah, my mom really likes it, um, and I, I tend to trust her take on those kinds of things she also likes life is beautiful though which i think you if i recall correctly
2: are not a big fan of i mean i haven't seen it since like 1999 i yeah. bet it's really bad because that guy that's part of the genre like day the clown cried genre of like um there was like this movie called Jacob the Liar with Robin Williams, like amusing mm-hmm. children on their way to the concentration camp. There was Life is Beautiful, which was Roberto Benigni uh, doing that. And these these were all kind of uh, similar to the um, notorious lost Jerry Lewis movie, The Day the Clown Cried, where he was a mm-hmm. clown, uh, amu- uh, entertaining children in the concentration camp, which like no one has ever seen.